Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast, Temple Archives Comics, Kanan, Volume 2, First Blood. Bit of a mouthful, but, you know, that's just how we do. My name is Noma, and I am joined by my co-host, Dan. Hey! And Ed. Yo! So, uh, speaking of you guys, Ed, do you mind telling us what the podcast is about? Yeah, so when we go over things in Temple Archives, it can be anything from books, movies, TV shows, comics. And today we feature comics for you with Kanan Volume 2, First Blood. But we usually summarize story and tell you how it relates either to Legends or to canon material. We have a quick discussion about the issue, volume, show, what episode, whatever it may be, and then try to fit it somewhere in the timeline. But we do have a new format that we mentioned in our last episode. just want to reiterate that for the next few just to get it sunk in that we're doing something different. And Dan's going to tell you about that. Yeah, our new format is a lot shorter, trying to keep it a little bit more concise, easier to listen to, and a lot less editing for me, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, so basically, we're going to do our normal synopsis that's spoiler free. It's kind of like what you'd read on the back of a book, I guess, kind of that sort of synopsis. And uh, we're going to get into just, you know, our basic thoughts on it at first uh, as a spoiler free discussion. And then after that, we'll get into a more spoilerific discussion where we're going to go into all the plot points and kind of get into the characters and what we thought of all the interactions and stuff like that. Um, so stay tuned if you want to know all about it, or you can end it at the part where we're done the spoiler-free discussion. We also have different ways you can contact us through our website at voiceoftheforce.com, where you can find all the episodes posted there. You can listen to them on the website, and you can also uh, comment on those uh, episodes if you want to give us some sort of feedback there. Uh, you can email us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com where you can send us emails regarding any feedback on any show. And we always welcome feedback because we don't get a whole bunch of it, but we would love to hear what you think about it. Uh, we do take any quests into consideration and any thoughts we'll talk about on the show and maybe have a little bit of a discussion show about it. Who knows? We also have social media at Twitter and Instagram at voiceforcepod. You can also find us on facebook.com slash voiceforcepod. See all of our new episodes being posted there so you can just click the link and it takes you right to the website if you are on those social media uh, platforms please think about retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets when we do send them out because it does help grow our listener base by showing all your friends and you know telling them about the podcast and that would be greatly appreciated you can also listen rate review and subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts google podcasts soundcloud spotify and all major podcast platforms and if you review us with five stars and uh, add a little comment there, it helps with our visibility on podcast platforms as well. So uh, yeah, subscribe for free and you'll get this episode as soon as it releases. Oh, and remember to listen to the outro to find out what we'll be covering next episode. Back mm -hmm. to you, Noma. Yeah, so with that being said, let's get into the summary. So yeah, this is Kanan Volume 2, First Blood. Uh, the writer is Greg Weissman. Uh, the pencilers are uh, Pepe Laras and Andrea Brocardo. And the cover artist is Mark Brooks. Hopefully I said all of those right. It's one of those uh, cool, ambiguous front covers. We got Kanan and uh, Deepa Bilaba charging into combat uh, against something. Um, yeah, it's a cool action pose. It looks pretty nice. And yeah, with that being said, on to the synopsis. On Kaller, 
The ghosts face a perilous situation. Kanan is healing in Bacta, while they themselves are surrounded by Imperial forces. For Kanan, a different scenario plays out. As deep in his healing coma, he relives his life before Order 66, his journey as a Padawan, and the events Cather played in it. Hmm. Well, that was easy. All right, real short, sweet synopsis. Uh, so, overall thoughts of this volume, what did you guys think? Uh, I actually really enjoyed rereading this. This is, I think, the third time I've read this. I read it when it first came out in the issues. I read it again when we were going to do the episode, uh, this episode before, and then I just read it again, and I, I loved it. I, honestly, every time I read it, I you know saw more small things that I really enjoyed or didn't notice the first time. A lot of good character development for characters in this series, at least kind of through the out the other series as well that we've uh, read these other characters in. And it just builds up Kanan's character. Like this comic, if I remember correctly, came out during the third or second season of Rebels. And uh, as we know, Kanan in Rebels does... Spoiler alert. And it just kind of builds up that character for you to kind of understand him a little bit more, his motives and what he's been through before that moment in that, uh, that episode. But yeah, no, overall, I really enjoyed it. Gave us a little bit more information on Deepa Blaba, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, first things first, if you, I think if you like canon, uh, you should definitely see this, because it does give you a nice look into him, and, you know, parts of him that, that they never really go into in Rebels, because, you know, they never really had time for that kind of thing. Yeah, no, overall, it's just, it's nice, and, and in regards to uh, what you were saying as well with uh, Deepa Blaba, it's... Uh, it's interesting to see a different version of her because I think for me and Ed, we're used to seeing the Shatterpoint version of her. She's a very interesting character in both of them for different reasons. But yeah, it's good to see them, uh, you know, being able to to take a character who, who was very nuanced and had a very interesting backstory and uh, interesting personality in Shatterpoint and kind of repurpose her for new canon, but kind of keep a lot of those uh, same, I guess I would say personality traits. Not necessarily, obviously, plot traits, because we never get any indication of of anything that happened in Shatterpoint being canon here, you know. Which, a bit of a shame, but I, I understand it. It would, it would have still been cool if she was, you know, Mace Windu's Padawan, but, eh, you know, some things have to fall away when, when you when you restart stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ed? Um, I, you know what? Coming from someone who's very neutral on Kanan, I don't hate him. I don't particularly like find him amazing or anything like that. I mean, he's just like, again, like I said in previous episodes, like he's there and he's doing his job until he can't do his job anymore because of treachery. Wait, wait, so he's did trying you just to say you didn't like Kanan very much? No, that, I said the opposite. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, well, not, not the opposite, but like I'm very neutral. Oh, okay. I don't hate him. I don't like think he's amazing or anything like that. You <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't like Kanan, uh, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, so for me, going through volume volumes one and two, really, it was very, I took it as an informative experience, more so than just something to enjoy. And I was like, I'd like to learn, you know, we've seen Cal Castus's past with Fallen Order, and we've seen a bunch of different pasts of stuff, and we probably will coming up with anything else they want to do especially for Mandalorian stuff. But in, in terms of Kanan, this was something that I didn't ask for, but I'm glad we had. Just because seeing, you know, somebody in the temple in training and then, you know, oh, it's what, you know, you remember there's there's like night, your trials to become a knight. But I didn't, I actually didn't know there were trials to become an, uh, go from an initiate to a Padawan. I thought it was just like, all right, yeah, 
you're of this age and this one came through and they're going to pick you after like talking to you for like five minutes. But it's like, no, they have a whole test thing to do because hmm. you figured, you know, like Yoda would just be gradually like getting them up to that point where they become a Padawan and then you get taken out and then you learn and that's where your trials come from. And I think so. there's an interesting hmm? dichotomy or not dichotomy. There's an interesting relation between... Belzettafar's trial and Kin's trial. Like, they both have to go through something that's not normally a trial. It's just an event that happens that they do pretty well on that yeah. they get picked to be, you know, either risen to a Jedi Knight or picked to be a Padawan, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, especially with big events, right? Like, that's, you know, there's always the principle in trials where it's just like, either you have to overcome one of your greatest weaknesses or anything like that. So, like, for for Luke, for example, that was, like, you know, going into the cave, seeing his fear, and then, like, attacking and getting scared and everything. So he obviously failed that. And the other was like, oh, you know, you failed. Can't do it. And then he runs off anyway. And then it proves, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you're not ready for this. So everybody has that moment. And, and just getting through that alive was a big lesson to go back, to go back and finish and learn. And that be like, okay, uh, you might be ready now. Who knows? Don't go do something special. Okay, go save Han Solo and your friends from imminent death because if you don't, they will die. This is this is a this is a do moment. There there's no try moment again. And yeah, it does it right. So from there, it's just like that's when you first, you really start seeing Luke as a knight. And for Kanan, it's just that you know, big moments. We learn from Rebels. He's not a he's not really a knight because with the clone wars and everything that happened there was just no opportunity but it's still it's still interesting to see how they gave him the like they still give him his moments you know and all throughout the series and seeing him try to how do i say this non-spoilery <laughs> <laughs> now i'll honestly save that for the spoiler part but <laughs> i i did enjoy it i i went into it with little to no expectation whatsoever it, it almost felt like schoolwork until I was like mid, not even midway through, like early into it, I was just like, "Who am I kidding?" Like, I like this. This is a Star Wars comic. I'm always could be, gonna be, could be in part how I uh, presented it to you. <laughs> Since I'm a teacher, it's like, "Yeah, this is homework. <laughs> Get this done." <laughs> but no, it was a it was a good read, and yeah. I would definitely go over it again. It's like you know, you get those itches, and like every so often, the one I'll go back to is always the, the Old Republic with um Zane and Zane Carrick. Yes. Oh yeah. And Marn Hieroglyph. I always go back to that. I don't know why. <laughs> I have it on my phone. I've got it in print somewhere. But it's it's always been hilarious just to be like, yeah. So Kanan's gonna become a part of that. It's unsuspectedly so. Mm -hmm. Which which I really like. All right. Well, uh, I think that's about reached our limits for the non-spoiler section. So, yeah, from here on out, we're going to be just diving in fully, all of our thoughts, but that definitely means this is the spoiler warning. So from here on out, if you haven't read Kanan, I think overall we would say if you are a Kanan fan, definitely go pick this up and give it a read so that, you know, you don't get spoiled for this next section. But for everybody else, or, you know, if you have read Kanan, from here on out, we'll be going to, yeah, I think I've said this like three times at this point, but yeah, spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers ahead. So, that being said, you guys were talking about the trials, and uh, yeah, I think the passing the Padawan trials, it's a little bit unorthodox when it's a temple bombing that you've prevented. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> 
which uh, which I also found a, a little bit. I don't know. I, I always find it kind of funny when the what's what's the word I'm looking for? There are references in other media that are just very clearly lifted from a specific you know real life culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when they were like ah the Kage warriors, and I was like ah yes, oh, yeah, yeah. The ninjas. not ninjas, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because they were also in the Bounty Hunter arc when we went with Boba Fett and um, Asajj Ventress underground mm -hmm. in that one uh, episode or a couple of episodes. I, I started laughing at that because as soon as I saw the gear, I was like, what? That's familiar. And then he's yeah. like, yeah, she's like, Bill Alba comes, she's like, don't move, Kage Warrior. And I was like, oh, you guys. Why? My That was my first question. I was like, okay, but what are you doing here? Oh, you're separate? Really? I thought you guys were just kind of doing your own thing it was on your world. To Not know really... that they were also like yeah. captain and like of rank, and I'm like, okay, that's weird. It's it's another way of just saying Joni and, and Juni. Well, no, I think <laughs> I think it was like they said like I'm a captain in the you know the CIS, and it's like, well, shouldn't you have a ship then? And like, yeah, he's like got people? that weird crawly thingy, right? The spider ship thing. I think the so. centipede ship. Yeah, it's yeah. only a segment of it, but. It was interesting to see those guys come back, and I, yeah. I thought it was interesting how both of them, like, one blew himself up off the side of the building, and the other guy lit himself on fire and tried to kill Kanan, and then Kanan had to, you know, dispatch of him by cutting his head off. It was like, mm -hmm. God, like, they really are just, like, wanting to not be caught and to, you know, if they fucked up, they're, they're done, basically. <laughs> but, you know, they, they have to show Valiance because they can't just take a cyanide pill. I guess so. We do. Yeah, I, I, don't know. It's, I thought it was very on the nose because, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know as well, Kage also means shadow. Yeah, like, oh, or yeah. not also, it literally means shadow. So yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, the shadow ninjas. Uh, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, did you guys like this is the second volume? We've read it, obviously. But did you guys like mm. the back and forth with like the things that were happening in the comic and like real time with the Rebels crew and like keeping Kanan alive in the, the tank, the back to tanks and then See, having like his memories kind of coincide with those things like someone would say something in real time with like the rebels crew and then it, he would say the same thing in his mind and then it would kind of work into the next vision or like for memory yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't bad it was just i don't know there for for me there was the rebel the ghosts were in it so little yeah it, it was basically just an afterthought like there were just side characters that the clones in the backstory were more character driven than yeah, the yeah, rebels they're, crew. They're just there to. Either yeah, I almost feel like they should have done it for issue one, so that we know, like, okay, what's what's happened here? We know he's back on the ship. We know they're talking about also like say all oh, they're important. Oh, is he going to be alright? How can you do that? Whatever. And then and then from there, it's just like okay, and now he's faded out completely, and he's just in his in his past, this and also, that's all we're getting. He's also pre Jedi Ezra. Yeah. Because so, he has a little like uh, slingshot on his yeah, wrist. Yeah, he's got that yeah stun slingshot thing. Yeah, which is such a useless weapon in <laughs> in all aspects. But yeah, we get some interesting stuff with the backstory. Like we get to see you know the Jedi Masters we know and love, Depabalaba. We get to see General Grievous, and like he was pretty well detailed yeah. in these images. Like, yes, I my favorite it. Jedi Master, General Grievous. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, we, like I don't know, just. General Grievous was interesting. Like he was an interesting foil for Depa Blob. It kind of made him a little bit more of a threat. I felt because in the movies he wasn't really a threat. In the Clone Wars, he kind of felt like a threat when he was like fighting Ahsoka he's, and like stuff like that. Only, like honestly, Grievous has only ever been a threat in one media. I feel like the only time he's ever been a threat was in the the. I hope I don't butcher his name, but in the Gennady Tartovsky 
well, uh, even Clone Wars. The Clone Wars like TV show, like the CG one that like Lucas did, like the the episode where he was fighting against like Ahsoka and Anakin. Which one? And Anakin doesn't um, get there in time, and then I, I, well, it was the one where like I remember the scene where they're in like a storage area with all the shelving units, and like he's walking through it, and she's like hopping from the different shelving units trying to avoid him because she's a Padawan, and it's like episode five or something of the show. It was really early on. Um, oh, okay. Um, I I think that one that episode's even actually just better for Ahsoka because it shows like oh look the cocky Padawan who thinks she can take on Grievous. Oops, I guess she can't. And then that serves as a better foil when she serves when she fights him the next time trying to save the Padawans. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But no, I I've never seen Grievous as a threat really. really outside, yeah. like I said, outside of that that the original animation. Clone Wars two D cartoon. He's always been a threat when the enemy didn't have plot armor. Yes. Yeah. Because like, they would most likely get destroyed if not some some Wow. What if are like the a Mark main character droids called? <laughs> Yeah, but they, they I, I see what you mean. Because yeah, because yeah, the only time I actually in the three the the new Clone Wars, and the only time I ever thought he was actually a threat is when he's on Dathomir. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's a really big scene. Yeah, then because then he can actually you know he can actually do things. And... Do you do you not remember the episode where the um it doesn't feature the main cast for a good bit of it, but it's like some newly minted Jedi Knight and his master used to be um buddy with the oh yeah the nautilus the, the nautilus yeah the right? nautilus and the uh, and other then, guy yeah and then he said he so he goes out and he's like yeah i'm a new knight i can yeah. do this new problem wait, wait, and then is, grievous just messes him up yeah wait, wait is, is that the 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 mon calamari jedi knight that yes, he, yeah. yes yes isn't yes. isn't the nautilus kit fisto yeah i couldn't remember his name <laughs> for the life was it kit fisto okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh shit okay i didn't remember that <laughs> uh, i'm sitting here terms like i can't remember his fucking name yeah. what is yeah that, that one i remember when they they infiltrate they infiltrate grievous's castle I yeah. Think, right? yeah yeah, yeah i forgot about exactly. that that was pretty dark too like the the jedi oh, I... hits the dark side pretty hard easily i liked it because i was like how does everybody keep forgetting he can do that with his arms yeah, yeah right. like he, he's multiple times you've seen him do this buzzsaw thing in forearms i was just oh no he's only using two i can be him they detach from the yeah. arms that are holding him the good the Dude. good thing about this i found was that like he was a great foil for Depa Balaba because she's kind of a secondary Jedi Master, funny enough. Mm. Um, she's traumatized by the yeah. whole, right? So, she she yeah. fails the battle in like 85 or 90% of her troops. 95 or 90, 90%. Yeah, yeah, get like decimated and there's only four troopers left. Um, Styles. Styles. We got uh, <laughs> Captain Christ. Commander Gray, a few other guys, but it was just like, okay, so she's been through a lot of trauma. She was in a, a back-to-induced coma for six months for healing. Um, and then she had to go through rigorous training and tests and stuff like that, as we saw with the other Jedi Masters. And then she has to fight General Grievous again. And I like the line that she had, which was something on the lines of, you know, the Jedi that you fought back then did die. I am now a lot more, like, I'm stronger <laughs> than I was before, basically. I'm a different I'm person. I'm Revan Reborn. Basically. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Like, she was, I found, I definitely felt for her character more than I did in any of the mediums because she's not really center fold. I guess, like, in any of the media except for this. Like, she's in Clone yeah. Wars, but she's not really a character that gets, you know, explored at all. Yeah, and, and again, if, and like, the only other time she's she's really been in the limelight was Shatterpoint, right? Uh, which I don't think, Dan, I don't think you've read, right? No, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, she's, she's great in Shatterpoint. It's a really cool character, right? You get to see the big downsides of the pod, you know, using a, a dark side, light side fighting style and, and all its things. But yeah, outside of Shatterpoint, I don't think she's ever really been 
big in media. Okay. We did talk about the, the Kage Wars, but we all, like with the battle with General Grievous and stuff, just thinking about like how they get rescued at the very end, which I thought, I was like, how do they get rescued again? Because they're waiting for the, the clones to come in, which is like four minutes. They last for yeah. about two minutes, and all these droids are crawling up this center column. And then we get Fen Rao and the Mandalorians just swoop in with their gauntlet fighters and just take out all the droids and stuff like that, giving them extra time. And that was a great nod to the Clone Wars or the uh, Rebels episode where Kanan talks to Fen Rao. Says, mm. I was at the battle of my, my Guido and you were the ones who saved us. So thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna push up my nerd glasses for a second. Go for Actually, it. those are fang fighters, not gauntlets. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know the Sorry, difference, just, honestly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I only know this because uh, you know the resident X-wing player in the house. Yeah. So the difference is is the fang fighters are one person fight like one seaters, oh, okay. and the gauntlet fighters are the ones that hold Mandalorians in them. Oh, okay. So um, it's like a transport yeah, so, versus a, a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Good to know. Mm. Oh, yeah, we get Fen Rao and his buddies. Uh, what was it called? Like the Skeleton Squad or something something like that? I can't uh, Skull Squadron. Skull Squadron. So that was pretty cool seeing them come in. And uh, what did you guys think of Fen Rao's kind of like quick appearance? I mean, it was it was cool. The the one line I thought was kind of funny was uh, when when he's leaving and he's like, ah, like, don't worry about it. Some Mandalorians haven't forgotten their pride and honor. And yeah. I was like, buddy, your ancestors are rolling in their graves right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the Jedi, yeah, yeah, helping the Jedi. You can, I can, I can almost hear, uh, you know, the old Mandalorians screaming in rage. The other thing that gets me but, is that uh, Fen Rao, like, that's kind of like, doesn't Fen Rao go to the Empire? <laughs> like, he joins the Empire as a commando. No, for a little no, bit, he's, isn't he? Or is he? Is he the ones fighting against them? He's the ones fighting. You're thinking of uh, the Saxons. Saxons, I think. yeah, Gar Saxon, yeah. Gar Saxon, yeah, yeah Gar Saxon. No, he, they're they're neutral. Yeah, those are the ones. Are the ones that yeah. have their own kind of agenda. Yeah, yeah, because Fen Rao is the one who comes back later and, and gives the whole, uh, gives the original backstory for the Darksaber. Right, exactly. Um, he joins yeah, the Yeah, and helps, yeah, basically, slowly ends up joining them. But yeah, yeah no, it was interesting to see him. Yeah, we also get uh, a blast from the past from the last book, Janus Casimir and Gamut Key and General Cleave, all three, which is kind of interesting. We, we get a quick glimpse of Gamut Key when he's helping Kanan and Ezra go free Kanan's friend. Some sort of like turtle alien guy from the Empire because <laughs> he joined a rebel Turtles cell and he got caught. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but it wasn't a huge like character appearance or anything like that. And then yeah. in that same encounter, we get reintroduced to Ray Sloan from A New Dawn. Really cool. Who um, actually turns out she survives all the way through squadrons and everything now, doesn't she? Oh yeah, she's she's all like she's done. Oh yeah, she she so far she becomes ahead. like yeah gigantic figure. Well, she's, she becomes she's the, Admiral yeah. Sloan at that point. Yeah, she yeah. becomes this big character going up the ranks slowly and and uh, hitting basically top tier Empire or you know I guess First Order. Yeah, well, because that was I I think that was the thing that they were trying to do right. They were trying to make was her into one of the founders order? of the. I mean, they, they, squadrons they, they is kind of getting there. Yeah, they haven't fully fleshed it out, but I remember in interviews and stuff, they were saying that they want her to be, uh, be she's basically like one of the founders of the First Order. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she go. yeah, she's going to go all the way up. Because um, like at the Battle of Jakku, she pieces out with the other remnants, I think, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And then Squadrons is, is Squadrons after Jakku or before Jakku? Yeah, it's after Jakku by about five okay. years, four or five years, I think. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, she's still kicking there and yeah, she's going to go on to do that. So yeah, so we get, she gets promoted to Vice Admiral in this book. So that's kind of cool. Mm. From I think Captain or something like that. So we yeah, get her back, and she she looks awesome. Like the art in this book is pretty good. I mean, for the main major characters, I would say like the the yeah. friend Caden's friend was pretty low 
low budget on on the drawing on that one. He's a turtle slime. He is a what turtle, but there's like no detail. He just looks like a slime. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but he's also not that important, right? Exactly. Like, like it, it was cool seeing Sloane again, and like my, my my only big downside with her was, man, she jobs so hard. She just she's just there to just get a, get annihilated, basically. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I I can't really you know at the same time she's I get it. She's a plot it. device in and of herself. That plus she didn't know that can uh you know Kanan was a Jedi at at any point right yeah. like at this they they say in in this book she understands now that he's just not some smuggler but that's only led her to you're a rebel not exactly you're a force user so she when you know when she gets blindsided by the force push it's like oh yeah of course you would you wouldn't think Jedi from this you've never seen yeah. him with exactly. And then, but then, lo and behold, Grand Inquisitor come through. Hey, yeah. so tell yeah. me all about this. Like, oh, so you were just chilling there watching? Why yeah, don't exactly. you do something? <laughs> yeah. Like, that always irritates me. It's like, okay, so you not only did you have your enemy in the palm of your hand, and you had the element of surprise, mm-hmm. do you let them go to then find out what, who they are? <laughs> just destroy him. You know enough. Jedi should be enough. You go tell Vader. He's like, oh, you got one? Where's his lightsaber? Okay, cool, thanks. Good yeah. job. <laughs> I, That's it. I, and you you miss out on all of the bullshit that comes through for the rest of the seasons because <laughs> of that smart move you would have just made. But no, no, let him get away, and I'll find him later. Oh fuck. Well, <laughs> see, I, I'm going I'm going to turn uh, devil's advocate that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think you're right. For the Grand Inquisitor, it's it's a weak. Te- that's weak. He should have just, you know, jumped in if he was there and, and done it. I thought he arrived. But Did he not arrive after the fact? It's it's a little bit unclear. It, he could have. Because he's standing there, but you don't see a ship. You don't see anything. So it's like, what did the building crumble around you? Fair enough. I think if you're built as a character who is smart enough to do those things, it makes sense. Because, I mean, that's what Thrawn does for the majority of Rebel Season 3, right? Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. But he never, the only time he really had somebody was Hera when he cornered her, right? Um, uh, well, because there's Hera, there's Sato, because he shows up after they rescue mm-hmm. uh, his his nephew. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, that might be it. Now that I think but about see, it. And, but see, at those both those points, it wasn't the main target, and he he needed exactly. the information Exa- from yeah. them. That's yeah, exactly. different. No, yeah, and that's what I'm saying, right? Because like, yeah, with the Inquisitor, it's like he doesn't like he's not that that kind of mastermind. Yeah, he's never not really even set up those, not those. even that. If you want to take it even simpler, his job is to hunt and kill Jedi. That's it. Mm-hmm. You've just had one confirmed in front of you. Your sirens should be going off in your head. Destroy, because that is your job. Mm-hmm. That's all they were made to do. Not this other... They're not supposed to be ISB. They're special forces. Yeah. That's it. If you want to break it down to simple, simple, simple fact, that is what they were. So that is a failure on his part, and how he stayed grand after that. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe the... the then, good the show the show and the, the comic show you know okay the level of incompetence only due to plot armor but you know they've still wiped out a significant force so it's just like well how'd you do that did you go find them then go away and then wait for them to do something and then and go find them no yeah take them out and yeah. then if you happen to find somebody who comes looking for them even better now you have a spot or you can dump a body somewhere and blast it all over and see who comes through because can you imagine if he did do this to Kanan? throws him there the rest of the ghost crew sees this wherever that from where they are right and they see that of course they're gonna come running and then 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 you capture them because they're not important but then you you do the whole torture thing to find out Mm -hmm. what they know about the rebels and then go from there and then wipe look at that successful operation done by just moving yourself and actually taking this guy down because he would have done it (laughs) 
Yeah. Oh my god. Thing I wanted to say about Canon is funny. Going back to like the Rebels crew is like they're basically at the end they're getting invaded into like this building by the the Imperials and they're trying to take them out and then they get, they're getting arrested. Like there was zero fight. <laughs> like it was like yeah. in the Rebels yeah. TV show like they fight tooth and nail. Like Sabine and Hera survived mostly by themselves against the Fearnox and and whatnot. It's like they have they have a lot of fight. And it's like why couldn't they you know get themselves out of this and then. Cannon busts out and he's like, what would you guys do without me? It's like, well, you'd die in season whatever, three or four. <laughs> like, sadly. Um, uh, so it's kind of bittersweet that way, but I thought it was pretty interesting how I was like, he's the one to come save them. Um, well, you know what? Double liability, because he goes blind first and has to find himself before he even dies. It's just like, true. great, we've lost you well, twice. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got to do the Rom Coda character arc. <laughs> but I love that, too. It was so good with like the, the Bendu and all that. And then the last, the last bit of here, I just want to kind of get it back into uh, General Cleve and Janice because they're in a ship. And then General Cleve's like, "Yo, like, what took you so long?" He's like, "Well, I was in a back alley helping this kid out." He's like, "Who was this kid?" He's like, oh, "I don't know. I didn't get his name." Yeah, and then no Ezra says, important. "Yeah, Ezra says the same <laughs> thing back." And he's like, "Well, why did you do it? Uh, why did you help the kid?" And Janice is like, "Well, he just kind of reminded me of somebody we used to know." And it was basically referencing Kanan, right? And yeah. I just thought it was hilarious how like Ezra, you know, the trick that he tries to use in like all the Rebels episodes that works. He's like, hey guys over here, like someone's trying to paint some graffiti against the Empire. And then they're like, wait a minute, you're just trying to fuck with us. <laughs> and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> and they start chasing him. Yeah. yeah, I did like that line where he goes, of course I tried to pull this on the one stormtrooper with half a brain. And then he's like, oh wait, maybe not. But it not. is still half a brain. Yeah. <laughs> then he shocks him. And then <laughs> I, I really like the ending of that because I thought it was this nice cyclical, like it ties volume one and two together really well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it just makes this nice kind of loop of, you know, I kind of doubly liked it because it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's a nice heartwarming reminder to, you know, Kanan's story in volume one. Plus you get this nice like, ah, oh, OK, so Ezra truly is Kanan's Padawan, right? If he's to the point where he even reminds Janice of Kanan to that degree, you mm-hmm. know, then then I don't know. I, I thought that was a really nice way to end the book, kind of tie everything up together. For sure. Just wanted to say to the clones that we get reintroduced to, we get Captain Gray, and Ca- sorry, Captain Styles and Commander Gray, which are the two clones from the first book that track down or trying to track down Caleb Doom, Cannon, uh, Cannon, yeah, in yeah. the first book, and you know they, what do they do? Do they blow themselves up or whatever it was? Like they, they fight against the chip programming. Um... It's uh, it's by the end of it, I can't, I can't, I think it's Styles. I think Styles basically goes, he pulls a heroic sacrifice. He right. takes him, Gray, and the rest of them out by destroying the ship that they're on because he realizes that they were friends with the Jedi and they were, they considered them heroes for so long. And then, yeah, the chip overrode everything. Exactly. Yeah. No, that was, that was, I like that how like it showed them kind of bonding a little bit, calling Can Kid and all that stuff. And then mm-hmm. we also get uh, Stance, which is a new character. He was a clone that kind of grew up getting his name, protecting Kanan and saving Kanan's life uh, against some droids and stuff. And then he dies and gives Kanan like this foil of, you know, slowly hitting the dark side with, you know, fear and anger and sadness and fighting back. And then he kind of pulls himself back from that, which I thought was pretty good. And then Stan- yeah, Stance is, uh, I don't know, I liked his character. I forgot he died and I was like, oh, that's too bad. But Stance would be a fun character to see in like the clone wars or something just to kind of see him in the background or something that's yeah uh, he, he was he was interesting but yeah no it was one of those things where he's like my name is stance and i was like well i've never heard of you before so i wonder how this is gonna end yeah exactly because he, he, he yes. didn't even have a name like most of depa Balaba's squad in the next in the the final Magito was or was it Mike? no not Magito, the other one the first plan to go to cardona or something and Ka- uh, wasn't it callus the, the, the like the desert kind of rocky area was that callus caller Oh uh, yeah, wasn't that color? Maybe I can't remember. It was one of the planets, <laughs> and uh, that's how important the planet was to ex- us. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it doesn't get mentioned anywhere else. 
but yeah he like it mentions like most of Deba Blaba's squad are fresh clones that have no name they're just their seat their numbers their clone numbers yeah yeah which makes uh, sense you know they, they just finished talking about how she took 90 percent casualties exactly so. so it's interesting to kind of just see how that all works with the clones because like commander gray was like yeah i got some pretty good you know clone uh captains and stuff uh to help us out you know i got four of them or whatever because they always split up into five groups right but mm-hmm. yeah overall i love this book it's great yeah overall it was good you know like like i said in, in the non-spoiler section if you like canon great book if not it's just a cool insight into some more stuff that was happening during the clone wars which i always appreciate but... yeah it's extra info and it's more star wars so yeah i yeah. would say if like, you haven't watched rebels and you kind of want to get a feel for kanan as a character this is a great way to do it and then maybe get interested well, <laughs> in doing that but if, yeah if you haven't if you haven't watched rebels we already spoiled you what happened to him at the beginning yeah. <laughs> i mean it's fair that's fair that's a fair point yeah. But, but yeah <laughs> he's a cool character either way yeah do you want to do our, our ratings yeah yeah i don't know uh let's start with ed this time I still do a seven. Okay, enjoying it. That's a pretty. That's that's about middle of the road for you. Uh, yeah, like whenever whenever I enjoy something and just to the sake of you know what that was good. Do I want more? Do I want less? I wouldn't mind. You know, what, I'll give it seven point five because I wouldn't mind more okay. of this. Again, it's like I said before, it's more info, especially with Clone Wars stuff like that. So it's still good, and I want more. But it's not like oh my god, this is something I'm gonna read ten times over. I will read it again, but it's not like I I can't tell you how many times I've read the Path of Destruction Bane series or <laughs> Plagueis or anything like that. And I don't know if just because it's like more Sithy focused or Dark Side or anything like that, which is more of a fascination. Those books are always interesting. But um, this in and of itself, it's not it's not terrible, and I do like it. But yeah, mm. it's it's one of those. If that's like the Bane series, the Clone series. Written by Karen Travis, I will always bring that up. Like those, those are the stories that I hold at like nine and ten. And if things come close to that, like Thrawn, hit that, and that's another one I will go back and listen to all over. Like those are my everything is judged against those. And if you come close, I'll give you an eight. I'll give you make you a nine. If it's just good. Which is not to say it's terrible because it's good. It's that's seven for me. So it's the seven is like you you did it was a great thing. Just I've I've I it's not the best thing I've read from this mm. or it's not my favorite thing. It might be biased and I don't care because my bias or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, every time if a book can come up to that just out of nowhere, you'll get it because it's like great. I just add you to the collection now too, and that's your one I'm gonna read over and over and over and over and over. But this is a point yeah, you yeah. made. You made the first issue of this uh, volume one, the last Padawan, uh, an eight out of ten. Hey, well, there you there go. Noma? Uh, so I'm actually on the exact same page. Uh, I'm also giving it 7.5. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same kind of thing. My, my big thing is it's like I said, it's a nice volume two is a nice wrap up. It's a nice kind of insight into his early days. But Canon volume one has a lot more that goes on. And I feel like it grows his character a lot more. You know, uh, I because I think that's why you see so many Jedi stories start with Order Six, you know, post Order Sixty Six, growing up and and trying to diverse or sorry divest yourself from the Jedi lifestyle because that's much more interesting. I think. Um, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Try to learn, try to live in the new world in this, and you know, away from all that, and try to be a regular person. But you've never, yeah. you've not been a regular person for like 15, 16 years. What's your first step? You don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. So just seeing that being figured out is amazing. 
yeah, it's, it's a more fresh take, and it, it's it's uh, there's more to play around with, right? Because in in this one, like I said, I still like this book, but it is much more kind of not even generic, but uh, a path we've seen many many times, right? Start as Padawan, grow as Padawan, bond with Master, um, happy ending with dark future, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's still a good book. It's still definitely uh, a fun read, but yeah, I, I prefer Volume One a little bit more than than this one nice i actually Ooh. also gave it a 7.5 oh okay <laughs> which is which is literally the same uh one that i gave it for volume one um i was just like oh yeah you know like it's i was gonna say seven but i'm like you know i liked it you know just a little bit more than seven is like i enjoyed it like a good degree like i would reread this 7.5 is like you know i enjoyed it a little bit more than that i guess with just being canaan and getting a little I bit was more about of... to say that point five is your Kanan bias. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and we get a little bit more with like the Jedi as well. We also get stuff from you know clone perspective, which is really fun. And we also get some Mandalorians in there. So you know, nothing like the uh, the Fang Fighters coming in and uh, <laughs> making my day. So seven point five for me as well, which is the first time I think the comics that we've ever tied our our rankings. Unanimous score. There you go. Seven point five. <laughs> Nice. That's actually pretty surprising, considering how we've read quite a few now. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, actually, looking at that, while we're in here, there's there's one I think I really want to go back and change. I don't know if I've done it already. Where's Twilight Company? Take that 6.5 away and give that an 8. <laughs> you going to do a redaction on that? Yeah, I have to. I, re- I re-listened to it. It's so I, good. I read it the first time, and then listening to it just gave me, especially the parts where, like, um, main guy is going over his past or you, that moment when he's in there with the the governor and Vader shows up and just, like, almost breaks her neck. You know what? I don't know why. he's there trying to figure out what's going on. I don't know why he uh, gave it a 7. I would have probably given it a higher, but I'm going to leave it at a 7, just, be, just give leeway for other things. But, yeah, no, like, I don't know why you gave it. Uh, what was it, six point five? I think I was just I was mad at the time because uh-huh. that's still that's it's fresh twenty fifteen. Things have just changed over, so you know what I, I I admit at that point like I I was not giving anything a chance. I was just mad. Well, plus and, you know it's Battlefront, and Battlefront has has quite a lot of uh, negative clout behind it, right? Yeah, so there was just it, it had a lot going against it to begin with. But uh, taking a few years, sitting down. And I think the last time I really listened to it was last year, maybe summer last year. It was good. And I sat there and I just was like, how did I not hear this before? Yeah. It's... And everybody's story in that. And I really paid attention. I was just like, I like this. I went and got, uh, I went and got uh, Inferno Squad after that because of it. And I know we kind of, did we go over that one too? Not yet. Not yet. But it's coming up and it's not a bad book. Because like it was such an, it, it reminded me of the the um the karen travis things to a lesser extent because rebels and you know again my rebels bias puts it down more than (laughs) up (laughs) but um at that point it was just like yeah i love reading about squad things so all the hard contact all the way through those then this and so i had to get inferno squad and then playing through the game, I'm just like, right, there were four of them. And I knew I, I knew I'd read it before because I was interested. Because it was an Empire squad this time, not a not a rebel squad. Mm-hmm. And it was like and I remember what they had to go through and I was like, Oh man, 
Yeah, okay. Like, if there's ever, like, Alphabet Squadron is another one I may have to... Uh... I've not actually read those yet. I have them in my library, but I haven't... I know the new one, Victory's Price, is coming out soon. Yes. Um, so we might be doing those eventually, once the High Republic starts to calm down with uh, releases back-to-back like this. Yeah, because I've, I really gave Alphabet Squadron a lot of stick for its name, and I still do. But, again, be it, now it's going to be, you know, a pilot squadron and everything like that. It's, i got to give this one a chance, too. Will it touch X-Wing? Will it get close to X-Wing? Especially with the news of, like, the new movie coming out for Rogue Squadron and the game mm-hmm. Star Wars Squadrons, kind of giving us that, that pilot feel again. Yeah. And with luck now, it'll be like, all right, here's one, two, and three. Go nuts. <laughs> All at once. <laughs> All right. I think that does it for the, the issue. Yeah, I think so. So, hopefully you enjoyed our thoughts on it. Now that we've wrapped this up, let's head into the outro. Welcome to the end of the episode. If you've listened this far, thank you again for hearing all of our insane ramblings. I mean, you know, well-thought-together dissertations. And... As each of these episodes definitely are. But uh, yeah, thank you again. And uh, next episode, we'll be talking about the next High Republic book. So hopefully that'll be a lot of fun, which is called A Test of Courage. That episode will probably be a little bit shorter because as uh, Dan was telling us, it's a four hour audiobook instead of a 13 hour. Yeah, hopefully it's a little bit more, you know, concise and, you know, we'll definitely still have a lot to talk about it. But uh, yeah, with this new format, we're still really interested in hearing your thoughts. You know, do you like this more? Do you like this less? What did you agree on, disagree on? Just thoughts in general. I mean, it doesn't even have to be related to the episode. But uh, yeah, if you want to know how to contact us and you didn't catch that at the beginning, uh, Ed, do you mind going over one more time how they can hear us or hear us get in contact with us? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, if you have anything to say you'd like to say, and you're most comfortable with email, you, uh, you can find us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. Um, on social media, if you're a Twitter fanatic, if you're an Instagram fanatic or a Facebook fanatic, any one of those will we be have, on there. Is there anybody in this world that's a Facebook fanatic? I want to know. If you are, email <laughs> us, please. I want to know. See, and you use the email I just told you, voiceoftheforce at gmail.com, and you can find that. But you can find us at any of those with the handle at voiceforcepod. On Facebook, that's slash voiceforcepod. But honestly, just search Voice of the Forest podcast and you'll find us. Uh, but retweeting anything, reposting anything that we have, tweets, posts, messages, pictures, whatever it is, it grows the listener base and it really does help. And you can be a big help for that. You can find all of this info and more on our website at voiceoftheforest.com. But finally, remember to listen, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Leave a five-star review. It's great. (laughs) Do it. But seriously, though, has anybody... Have we found a winner for that whole, like, speed read? The (laughs) Um, We kind of gave up on the last episode because we didn't get Brian to to do it. I forgot to do it. So uh, we'll have to listen to stuff and uh, see if we can figure out who the winner of our guests are for that. Mm -hmm. All right. So from all of us here at Voice of the Force, thank you once again. And may the force be with you.